Hello, this is David Jenkins, La Plata Town Council member from Ward 4. I will be your host for this podcast titled La Plata Ward 4 Update, providing updates about the La Plata Town Council meetings, issues affecting U.S. residents, and other related activities. I've also started a La Plata Ward 4 video update, which are short videos about specific projects and issues, and have been posted to my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash djenkins lp town council ward 4 backslash these videos are also posted to the app or the website called next door www.nextdoor.com slash backslash dot newsfeed a little background the town council has their work sessions each month on the second and third tuesday and then we have our business meeting on the fourth Tuesday. All meetings start at 6 p.m. And now the town council work sessions and business meetings are now hybrid. That is, you can attend in person or virtually. Each agenda provides a link to attend virtually using the Microsoft Teams platform. Meeting, meeting agendas can be accessed to the town website, www.townlittleplata.org. And please note, all meetings are recorded, so you can view them later at your, le- at your leisure. So now let's get started with our latest update. Hi, and welcome again to this latest episode of La Plata Ward 4 Update Podcast. This is David Jenkins, La Plata Town Council member from Ward 4 and your host for this podcast. Please bear with me as I'm trying to get over a cold, so I may have to stop a little bit and drink some water. But I want to talk about what happened at the November 22nd, 2022 Town Council meeting. Specifically, I voted no or in opposition for both uh, annexations, called, one called The Hub, which is, which is a proposing about 1,500 units, and Hawthorne Yards annexation, which is proposing 148 singles and 48 townhouse units. This, these uh, annexations were approved by the town council on a vote of three, four, and one in opposition. I was in opposition, and this podcast is going to talk about why I opposed them. Essentially, I believe both annexations are not consistent with the town's 2020 town comprehensive plan. Please note that the planning staff does a comprehensive plan analysis report for both projects, one done in May and one of April of this year, and they provide that to both the planning commission and the town council. In my view, while they did recognize or talk about the appropriate comp plan goals, I believe, and unfortunately, their comments lacked specifics about the impact and how they relate to these goals, providing only general observations with limited references to the applicants' various studies on sewer, traffic, and physical impact. In essence, they are deferring this analysis later to the Planning Commission review when they review the each project's required master site development plan. But unfortunately, in my view, this is too late, or not too late, it's just uh, not enough. We should do this earlier in the process rather than later. So let me go a little bit through some of these comp plan goals. And unfortunately, some of these I will have to read to you. The first is land use element comp plan goal number one. Specifically, La Plata will maintain an 
and enforced its plans and policies to strengthen the downtown core and maintain its small-town character. Now, my comments are this. I believe both sites obviously are not located in the downtown core. And this is stated in the town staff, town planning commission's uh, analysis reports. And I understand that. Both annex plans, both plans are proposing some commercial office areas. For Hawthorne Yard, there is a proposal for as part of this annexations for a 32,000 square foot commercial center or space along Hawthorne Road, Maryland 225. And the other one, the hub, uh, is proposing, uh, to their credit, perhaps uh, some um, on-site commercial office and employment opportunities. So technically, then, this meets the goal of a mixed-use zoning for that particular category. But again, I am concerned that these annexations will have neg- negative impacts on how we reinvest in the town core or, town, or the town's downtown after investing many years of planning and various studies to improve the downtown La Plata. Let me move on to land use element goal number two. And again, let me read this. New development areas will reflect the principles of walkability, sustainability, and environmental protection. Again, staff comments, planning staff comment is limited to a general statement that, quote, the project will address walkability, sustainability, and environmental protection after the annexation and during the master site development process. Again, I believe this is too late, and we should do this sooner in the process rather than later. Further reading of the comp plan under this goal, quote, the planning commission should conduct a thorough review of proposed site plans before initiating the annexation process and enter into binding agreements on urban design, walkability, sustainability, and environmental protection. It is not clear to me if the planning commission did this, excuse me, and if they did, what were their comments? Because I have not seen very many of those comments. Now, to be fair, it should be noted that both proposals, both annexations, do include open space areas. They do go out, they do intend to preserve environmental sensitive areas like wetlands and floodplains and do provide internal walkway trails and sidewalks. I'll talk about this a little later in this podcast. Let's now move on to an important one under what we call in the comp plan, a municipal growth element comp plan number four. And again, let me read this. La Plata will expand its boundaries when and where there's a clear net economic and or environmental benefit in doing so, and only when supported by adequate public facilities. I I am somewhat taken aback by the argument that was made that just because this properties or both properties are within a potential municipal growth area, that is in the comp plan, but it does not, to me, automatically mean that these areas should be annexed. And in fact, if you read further in the municipal growth area chapter of the comp plan, it states the following, and again, let me read this. Inclusion of potential growth areas in a comprehensive plan does not by itself bring the areas into the town's corporate limits. However, for an area to be added into the town, the area must be consistent with the municipal growth element of the comp plan, and annexations must be according to local government article that's in the state law. However, let's read a little further in this text, and bear with me, this is a rather long quote. Specifically on page 27 of the comp plan, when they talk about growth areas, development considerations, the town faces a difficult balance 
between the desire for growth and providing the public infrastructure and services to support the growth. New developments proposed for areas outside of the town boundaries seek access to municipal water and sewer system. However, extending the water and sewer system to a larger geographic area may be further may further dilute the market potential for commercial and mixed-use development in downtown La Plata, which I said earlier. And let me go on with the quote. There are environmental benefits to extending water and sewer in certain areas, allowing for the removal of septic systems. Growth areas that are primarily residential are, are a, quote, break-even proposition for municipalities when considering the totality of services provided. Commercial and industrial development is far more needed to grow the town's tax base, tax base to support these services. However, enough population growth is necessary to justify private investment in these areas. The Planning Commission has wrestled with this competing propositions, arriving at the this municipal growth element, and opted for a municipal growth area element that is permissive for future development. The Commission should or shall address environmental and fiscal impacts of potential annexations when presented with a proposed annexations. And let me interject my opinion here. I, I believe this, has, this burden has not been met. Uh, there should be additional information and, and, and more detailed analysis of how this, these annexations will affect the town, specifically our fiscal health as well as our water and sewer facilities. And again, let me go on a little further. On page 30 and 31 of the comp plan, it says, These estimates for the proposed understanding of public services and infrastructure needed to accommodate growth, including any further burden on fiscal services, fiscal sustainability, services, and infrastructure that the town would be responsible for. Future growth in growth areas will have varying impacts on public services and infrastructure. Impact fees, water allocation permits, and limitations on development where schools are overcrowded are mechanisms that are already in place. That's important to know that. An adequate public facilities ordinance currently being drafted by the town planning staff does provide mechanisms to ensure that the development for potential growth areas can be supported by the county schools and, but more importantly, or as important, the town's water and wastewater system. So that's important, and that's been my main concern, is that these um, <clears throat> we don't necessarily have a full, a full, at least I don't believe we have a full understanding of these impacts. Now, let me go on a little further. To be fair, again, both applicants or both annexations did provide uh, what they believe were fiscal impact analysis. However, neither of, none of these studies, neither of these two studies documented what the maintenance costs would be to the town and taxpayers operating these public facilities, specifically sewer, water, and streets and stormwater management once the towns assume ownerships of these facilities. What is the tax burden to existing and future residents once we, the town takes over these facilities? Now, Hawthorne Yards, again, they provided a, uh, a, a fiscal impact studies but I did not see any specific references to their methodology or conclusion that would say, quote, the project represents an economically advantaged opportunity for current and future residents of La Plata. Again, I did not see specific references or methodologies how they came to that concluded. 
The Hub, to their credit, provided one of the more detailed fiscal impact studies that I've read or seen in, in a number of years, and specifically providing specific references and methodologies how they reached that conclusion, their conclusions about a net positive fiscal impact. However, again, there are limited or no specific costs costs to the town and taxpayers to extend trash collection, police protection, fire, parks and recreation demands, and what this will mean for increased town staff. Now, this goal in the, in, in the comp plan also states that annexation should only be agreed to or supported only when they be supported by public facilities. Now, again, both applicants submitted fairly detailed reports on water and sewer demands, but unfortunately, from my view, lacked specifics if the town on the supply side has adequate water and sewer capacities for these projects. That is not to say the town is running out of water. That's not the case. We are seeking additional water resources and sources, but again, uh, having two more annexations come online while while we have all uh, while we have a number of pro- already approved projects in the pipeline, specifically the Beldet of Agricopia, the additional uh, units that are part of Steeplechase, and, and as you can see, the construction of Pine Grove, formerly known as Heritage Green, will, which will have a ten to twelve year build out. And the recent approval of another large subdivision called Stagecoach with 600 units. So again, my concern is um, the in, the cumulative impact of these projects or, or these two annexations on projects already in the pipeline. Again, we have information of what they will generate, but I'm not sure we have enough information. Or we j- should do additional information about on the supply side. Can we meet those burdens? Let me then go on to uh, transportation element number 15. And again, let me read this. Make strategic and proactive connections in the street grid to support economic and community development projects to better manage projects. Now, let me be fair again. Both projects did provide traffic impact studies. Uh, Both projects will impact traffic on Maryland 225 and the intersections east uh, with U.S. 301. Unfortunately, there was no analysis that was done for the intersection of Maryland 225 at Mitchell Road, which is to the west of both sites. Now, one important issue with respect of the hub annexation is that currently they are, it shows only one access point, which would enter the site and exit the site for Maryland 225. Now, they have suggested that at some point in the future there there could be a connection to, or a, um, a connection to Mount Carmel Road, which would then lead out to Mitchell Road and the extension of this main spine road from 225 to the north and then eventually connect with US 301 at Rosewick Road. Now, again, the owner did proffer, provide information that they do not own the property where this possible extension to US 301 could occur. So therefore, the town would have to either buy that property or use eminent domain to to get the property, and then the town would have to pay for that construction. Uh, So that's a fairly significant step for the town to take. And so it's unknown when or if that could happen. In the interim, again, we have one entrance, the hub. We only have one entrance to this large community with a minimum of approximately 1,500 units. 
So for me, again, that's a major safety issue to access a site with only one entrance, particularly if there's a fire or some kind of other or other emergency. And this was recently uh, a concern of current residents of Steeplechase. Now, other connections uh, to other local roads have been proffered by the developer of the hub. And again, that's laudable. But again, it seems that these are local residential roads. So you're going to have through traffic on these roads. And again, particularly Mount Carmel Road to Mitchell Road, um, uh, that would have traffic on Mount Carmel Road, a residential street on re- to existing residential community, and then on the Mitchell Road where the College of Southern Maryland is located. Again, no real analysis was done of that, of that future impact on these local streets. And then finally, uh, let's talk a little bit about another transportation element goal, goal number 16, continuing to make La Plata a walkable community. Now, my comment would on this goal would be, again, to be fair, uh, both annexations would be would provide sidewalks within their communities for internal walkability. Uh, they would provide trails uh, as part of open space. Uh, in the case of Hartfield Yards, they are proposing pickleball courts. Uh, but again, both sites, uh, particularly the hub, they only access um, uh, Maryland 225, which is a state highway. And I suspect there will be limited or no opportunity for any sidewalk to connect with anything else outside the hub. Now, for Hawthorne Yards, again, their main access was Maryland 225, but they do have a secondary access to Quailwood Parkway, which exists today. And so, therefore, they would provide sidewalks along their frontage adjacent to Quailwood Parkway, which is great. However, once that frontage ends, there is no other connection to to Quailwood with along Quailwood Parkway to the south. So there's very to me there's so there's very limited opportunity for pedestrian connection, and frankly, in my view, does not contribute to a quote walkable La Plata. So so this is had I tried to be as brief as I can, and I apologize if I read some quotes, but I think it was necessary for for an understanding of my concerns. So again, this is a brief summary of my no vote in opposition to both annexations, that is the hub and Hawthorne Yards. Now, let me be clear, you can still voice your concerns about these two projects when they come before the town planning commission at some later to later date when they each have to submit and need approval from the planning commission of, of their master site development plans. I don't know when that would occur but they would be um, on the Planning Commission's uh, agenda, and they would be posted and therefore available for public comment at those meetings. So again, um, I appreciate your your listening. Please uh, let me know your thoughts, ideas, and concerns. I can be reached at djenkins at townoftheplata.org. Thanks, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great Christmas holiday and a prosperous New Year's. Thank you. This concludes the latest La Plata Town Council Award for Update. I hope you find this podcast informative and useful. So let me know what you think. I look forward to speaking to you again and listening to your questions and concerns. To reach me, my email address is djenkins at townoflaplata.org 
or my cell phone number is 301-263-3471. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.